First one is a <gasps> vampire. Oh. Is there a Moscow mule on your floor right now? Is there? <laughs> I think there is. I think there is. <laughs> no. Hello, everybody. We're back. We're back. We took two weeks off and we're back. We are back. <laughs> I'm and still just over here all. raging. She's just so angry. She's going to be a little aggressive, I think, this episode. My internet works in every room except for my office. So it just kept chopping out and we spent an hour trying to get this thing going. But it's okay. It's okay. I just need to... And her... I couldn't hear... We couldn't hear each other because she was like... Her thing was broken and I was singing her a song. And she came right back at the perfect point in the song. Because I was singing the every little thing. It's gonna be okay. And that's when she came back. And now it's been great since then. Anyways. It's so great. Um, it's been since before Thanksgiving. I hope everybody had a good and safe and whatever holiday time. I stayed home. Did not go anywhere. It was me and my boyfriend. We stayed home. And had a safe Same. little fun time. And I had a long weekend because I had that Wednesday, Thursday. No. I didn't have Wednesday off. I had Thursday and Friday off. And I played video games online with Trish, probably every night. Like, yeah, the entire time, I think. We played Fall yep. Guys and, what is it? Uh, I always want to say Dead or Alive, but no Trish. Dead by Daylight? That's the fighting like a, game. Yeah, no. <laughs> we played Dead or Dead by Daylight. That's a fun game. Phasmophobia. Ton of some Among Us, some Phasmophobia. It was a good time. It was a good time. Good times. And then, yeah, we just took a little bit of a breaky break because I was near mental breakdown for a while there yeah i think so like stressed. just having the holidays rubbing it in like don't get to yeah. be with anyone doesn't i know anything. i'm like super sensitive about it but it's okay because well i mean it sucks but it could be worse you know it everyone is what in it my is. family right now is healthy we're all trying to stay healthy and do our part so i hope you guys are all doing well i had some updates and i forgot what they all were so there are no updates for any of you no updates um uh we showed our little mascot last time our little ghosty ghost and we asked people for names and there was two (laughs) (laughs) two people (laughs) one i was a little ashamed i didn't think of one was casper because that starts with a c oh that does yeah because because we were like it has to start with a c for crimes curiosities and cocktails and someone said casper and someone said caleb (laughs) Caleb. (laughs) (laughs) i was like okay well mm, I don't know about that. I just think on that a little bit. <laughs> he's, he's, I don't hate Caleb. Caleb, I don't. Friendly he's, ghost. he's cute. Caleb, the friendly ghost. Caleb. I can't take Casper. That's already taken. It's copyright infringement or something. I don't know. True, true. Yeah. Casper. Oh, man. Don't even go there. Kessie. There apparently is a Chessie. I found What's out today. that one? Uh, Chesapeake Bay, I think. Oh, yep. Makes sense. Makes sense. I think that sounds there's right. A, there's a Chessie. I, I was, today we're doing some urban legends that I found him, so. Ooh, I like urban legends. Those are fun. Uh, we, I have been really busy the last couple of weeks turning a room in this house into like my little creative room. So that's been fun for me. I got a sewing table in there because I have a sewing machine and I just put a whole big desk in there for all my painting and drawing and 
watercolor or in acrylic, whatever else I want to do. And I might move my computer up there and re- it will really just be a lady cave. Truly. I will never leave. I mean, I have my office that I've been setting up, but it's the only place the internet doesn't want to be. So, And that's very unfortunate. Especially considering we're all working from remote right now. So, Right. Kind of need the inter- internet for that. But. Which maybe that's part of the problem. Just yeah. an overflow of people using the internet more so today. That could be. But like in general. Sure. So that was, that's, let's see. My life updates. Uh, someone needs to take my online shopping away from me. <laughs> but hey, I got Christmas my... gifts done. Same. I bought like seven yesterday. I bought most of mine after Thanksgiving. So you have a murder for us today? Yes, but first I have a beverage that I've been waiting to show you so my ice cubes are almost all melted. Uh-oh. But since it's December, it's festive themed. Oh, it's cute. It's it, like is it yellow? It's green. Is it green? It just looks yellowy. It's the Grinch. Oh, that's cute. That's what it's called. So I have a drink and it's like it's green and the top I um rimmed with red sugar. So it looks a little bit like a little Christmas hat. Yeah. So um, I got this off of TikTok. So I have to find the girl's name. It was, hold on, where is it? That underscore cocktail underscore girl on TikTok. That's where I got this. Um, so I'll just read, because she has it in milliliters, which is not a thing that I use. So I just converted it into like ounces. But so it's 60 milliliters of vodka, 60 milliliters of pineapple juice. 30 milliliters of Midori, um, then you shake that up on ice, put it in your cup, and then you top it with ginger beer. Oh, that sounds good. It's pretty Is good. It good. Yep. And I already had one. <laughs> I was waiting. <laughs> yeah, because we well, had to wait a while. Because man, and I wanted to take a nice picture of it, and like I had already licked off a bunch of the sugar, and then you're like, okay, I'll be ready in a couple minutes, and I was like, shoot. So then I like downed the rest of that one and made a nice new one, because I was like, I'll show her a pretty one, and here we are an hour later. <laughs> we did it! <laughs> gosh what was the thing i had Mm. i tried to do it was like oh yeah i tried to like drip um fake blood down the cup for that vampire drink we made Uh and it was super cute and then Mm -hmm. like i froze it and stuff it was very cute and then i put the drink in i realized the drink is the exact same color as the fake blood (laughs) and then the fake blood also started to get heated up with the room temperature it also started dripping and being sticky (laughs) everywhere and i'm like this is a catastrophe (laughs) A catastrophe. I'm like, I try to be cute once. And this is what I get. And some of the red sugar can't went to the bottom of my glass, so the bottom has like some red. Some shoes. It's up. like shoes. It's little booties. Yes. It's little Grinch booties. People are gonna see the picture I took and they're gonna be like, that doesn't look like a fucking Grinch, you dummies. <laughs> Green cup with red on it. You need no, to be more imaginative. This is the hat. This is the body, and those are the feet. Duh. Obviously. What do you want me to do? Cut out some eyeballs and stick it on there? Grinch. I'll do it. <laughs> um, but yeah, so I do have some murder today. So this is a topic. It's very well known. Um, I said I was going to do it at some point a long time ago. Is it the Zodiac Killer? No. We took two weeks off, so I figured, you know, I should really just really, just really hit him, hit him with one. Uh, so today we're going to talk about Ed Gein. Ooh. Big oof. Yeah, big oof. So, uh, I'm going to talk a little bit about him. And there is a part that's pretty awful. 
So I'll just give you a little warning before I dive on into that. Maybe you can like skip forward if you don't want to hear specific details about things. Uh, it's very bad. I was nauseous when I was taking notes. <laughs> um, I knew, and I knew, I've read about him before, so I I knew all of these things. So nothing was a surprise to me. But I still, as I was reading it, I was like imagining it, and it just was really gross. It's so bad. I don't know that much about it. I like I've I've heard like the really bad things just as like a little be like yeah he did this and it's like oh that's terrible yeah um <clears throat> i mean it's not super 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 long of a story um i do i'm gonna do a little bit of his history and then like what happened and just some details of some things and it's just really gross so here we go um my sources first were britannica history.com all that's interesting and biography.com so let's let's just jump on in so, Edward Theodore Gein was born August 27th, 1906 in La Crosse, Wisconsin, but later moved Ooh, to... I've yeah. been there. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, he was born there, but later they uh, he moved to Plainfield, Wisconsin with his family. He grew up in a pretty abusive family. His father, George Gein, was a really bad alcoholic, and his mother, Augusta, was verbally abusive, and regardless of that... Um, Gein started idolizing his mother, um, almost to a point where it was unhealthy, and Gein had an older brother named Henry, who was actually, like, concerned about Ed's idolization of his mother, and Henry clashed with his mother on a couple occasions, um, but sources said his mother was very domineering, and she taught them that women and sex were evil, and they said she ruled with an iron fist, and she was just a pretty harsh, harsh woman and that she would spend time kind of like ridiculing them or embarrassing them or talking, you know, like giving them crap about certain things and just kind of making them feel cruddy. Um, so they all lived on an isolated family farm. And when he was school age, he everyone said he was really shy. He had some strange tendencies, like he would just randomly start laughing or he'd like make jokes to himself and laugh and he didn't really have a whole lot of friends. And then when he was an adult, he was also known as being pretty shy, pretty quiet, and kind of uh, um, didn't didn't really get out a whole lot. He kind of just stayed around the farm and worked on the farm. Um, and then in 1940, Ed's father died. And so then him and Henry were kind of left to, like, keep the farm running, hold things together. They had to help make ends meet and support their mother. And then in 1944... Henry died during a fire at the farm. Um, sources said they were burning away vegetation on the farm. The fire got out of control. And then Ed reported his brother missing. Um, and some sources said that he was able to lead the police right to his body, even though he's the one who reported him missing. I only saw that in one source, but it seemed kind of sus. And then the death was not considered suspicious, even though they found, like, bruising on the brother's head that some hmm. people thought seemed kind of suspicious. Um, but a lot of people didn't think it really was until like after all this other wild stuff happened. Then looking back, they were like, Oh, maybe he killed his brother. Did uh, they ever confirm if he did or not? Uh, -uh. Okay. Nope. So sources said he never really left the farm. He never dated, mostly stayed home. And then once his dad and brother had died, his primary goal was like taking care of his mother who became kind of sickly 
but then she also died in 1945 and then after that he kind of went off the rails so he pretty much closed off areas in the house where she was most often and like didn't touch them and left them in like perfect pristine condition but then the other areas of the house would like pile up junk and get really gross like the kitchen was just like a disaster but then I saw pictures of like a sitting room or like her room that was in like pristine perfect untouched condition and they think that's just because he was kind of preserving that because that was her space so he didn't want like it to be touched or moved or anything after she had left um but the kitchen was just like piles of things and there was a are bed we gonna get into was... the things what it was? we are going to get into the things oh, no. yes um so some sources said he also seemed to develop an interest in anatomy. And apparently around this time, people around Plainfield, Wisconsin just started disappearing. One of which was Mary Hogan, who owned a tavern that was apparently one of the spots that Ed did go to sometimes kind of regularly. And then another woman, Bernice Warden, was reported missing on November 16th, 1957. And she worked at a hardware store, and her son went to the store one morning, and he actually wound up breaking in because no one was, like, it wasn't open, and he knew something was wrong. And they found a bunch of cash to be missing, and there was a trail of blood leaving out the back door. So her son, Frank, was actually a police officer, and he was immediately suspicious of Ed Gein because right before that, Ed Gein had been in the store at the same time as Frank, and they all had a conversation, Ed, Frank, and Bernice, and Frank had mentioned that he was going out of town on a trip, so he's like, Ed knew my mom would be here by herself, and Ed had said, I'm going to come back the next day or shortly thereafter for a gallon of antifreeze, and when he got to the store and found the scene, there was a slip that had been in the process like of being written out you know like he was going to ring up and it said antifreeze on it so he's like i think ed is the one that was here that did this so they ended up tracking him down and they went to his house and they i mean they found him they apprehended him at first he said he had nothing to do with it but then they went to his house and found a terrible 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 thing so he wound up admitting to it he admitted that he killed bernice and he admitted that he killed Mary Hogan three years earlier. So at the time that Mary Hogan was killed, she was 51 years old. She worked at a tavern, and Gein had gone in a couple of times. Um, and in 1954, he apparently waited for all the customers to leave, walked in. Mary said they were closing, but he went in anyways. He shot her in the head. He drug her body out to a sled and brought her back home. And when police got to the tavern they found a bullet casing a pool of blood behind the bar but they never found the body or were able to track it to anything so it was kind of unsolved until they later three years later found out that ed had done it and then in 1957 like i said ed gein had that conversation with bernice and her son at the store and then he went in and he entered the store and he actually locked the front door as he went in and so nobody else could go in he shot her in the head drug her to his car, brought her home, to back to his house. And when the cops got to his house, they found Bernice's body 
in like a shed. She was hanging by her feet. She had been gutted. Um, basically her whole entire like body cavern was split open and gutted and her head was missing. And so were there more than went, two? Um, there's only two that he admitted to killing or that they could prove that he killed, but they suspected that there were more. Um, but when they went into the house, they found piles and piles and piles of evidence of very bad things. So this is the part where first thing gross. is like, okay, so with Ed Gein, I mean, he's one of the names that comes up when you think of serial killers like Ed Gein, Ted Bundy. Mm-hmm. Those uh-huh. are like the ones that most of the time are covered. Um, so is he like kind of more notorious? because of like what you're about to cover yes i'm assuming he, it's because of what we're about to find out that yeah so if you're squeamish um and don't want to hear specific details about the stuff that they found in his house you could probably skip forward a couple minutes i'm just um, gonna go make another drink okay just kidding. <laughs> i'm gonna just you got this you done. got this yeah i can hold the fork down okay so there's just a list. I got this one off Wikipedia, but um, a lot of other sources did a lot of the same things. So here's what they found when they went to his house. They found um, lots of whole human bones and fragments of bones. They found a waste basket made out of human skin. They found human skin covering several chairs. Like he covered the, them in chairs, like fabric covering, but made out of skin. Um, they found skulls on his bedposts. They found female skulls that had the tops sewn off. There was bowls made out of human skulls. There was a corset made from a female torso that had been skinned from shoulders to waist. They found leggings made from human skin. They found masks made from the skin of people's faces. They found a mask made from Mary Hogan's face in a paper bag. They found Mary Hogan's skull in a box. They found Bernice Warden's head in a bag inside the house. They found Bernice's heart in a plastic bag. They found several vulva in a shoebox. They found a young woman's dress. They so found... if there's only two people, where are all these parts coming from? We're going to get into that. Okay. Um, they found a belt made out of nipples. They found four noses. There was a pair of lips on a window shade drawstring, like the string you use to pull your shades down. There was a pair of lips attached to one. They found fingernails, and they found a lampshade made from the skin of a human face. Imagine walking into that. Yeah. I would have just thrown up on the floor, I think. I would have probably fainted. Fainted and thrown up. I would have screamed and ran out and never gone back. I think no. you're, I feel like my brain would probably just shut down and be like, this isn't real. There's no way this right. is real. I agree. I'd be like, this is fake. I can't. How is this? My real? brain what wouldn't is... want to process it. It would Who be so this? terrified of like, right. I don't think my brain could catch up to the fact of what I was seeing. If I saw No. That. And I was looking at pictures because there was like pictures of the house and then there was pictures of like investigators looking through stuff. And I was like, oh my gosh, I can't imagine the things that are going through these people's minds while they're doing this. Like, what am I going to find next? what is next um and there was pictures of some of this stuff online so just be careful if you're researching him you might find some pretty gross stuff i'm pretty sure that's something i never want to research at this point i do not want to see it no Mm -hmm. desire to see that nightmare Mm -hmm. fueled horrifying 
Very bad. Whatever the horrifying you call it. is probably the only word we have that begins to so bad. Literal um, hell in a house. Yes. Yes. Yeah. For sure. Um. So when he was questioned, he said that he made over forty visits to local graveyards. And he would go there in a daze-like state. He said most of the time he would wake up and he would leave and not do anything. But several other times he would dig up the graves of recently buried women that he thought looked like his mother, take their bodies home, tan their skins, and take their bones and make things out of them. A lot of sources said he also practiced necrophilia. And he was basically like digging these women up, taking their bodies back, and making fashioning like household items he was making masks and gloves and lampshades and chairs and um he admitted to stealing at least nine bodies and he like told police the graves that that he had dug up and they looked and they were like yeah like there's it's missing or in one case he said i only took the this pieces of this this body if you look at this one like this is what you'll find one he's like i left there was a crowbar i dropped in this one and they and like everything he said they found and they were like yeah obviously he's telling the truth everything he said we would find we did plus we found all this evidence that matches his story um so sources said that and you can kind of gather this from some of the items he made he was creating a woman suit and he would actually put this stuff on because he was making a woman suit that so that he could literally step into his mother because this whole, he, like, idolized his mother, had an infatuation with her, took care of her, she died, and he basically was, like, using these other bodies to build a suit to so he could become his mother. Um, I mean, that's horrifying. You would think he would have just dug up his mother. Yeah. Instead of so- desecrating... Like, other graves. Like, the corset, like, he was wearing it, and, like, the leggings, and that. Just terrible. Just terrible. Um, that. Oh. Yeah. Oh, no, no, no. Just very bad. So that answers where all of the other body parts came from. He was digging up, like, newly buried people. Yeah. I hate it. Yeah. So... Um, in early 1958, obviously he was arrested, um, and his lawyer entered a plea of not guilty but by insanity, and he was found unfit to stand trial at the time. And then 10 years later, he was determined at that point, they said, you're, you're fit to stand trial, and he was found guilty of the murder of Bernice, but he was also found to be insane at the time of the murder, so he was recommitted to Central State Hospital, um... And eventually got transferred to Mendota Mental Health Institute, and he just, he was committed for the rest of his life. He never got out. Um, they were like, you were not mentally well, you were in, insane um, at the time of the murder, and you're being committed, and he stayed there until he died in 1984. And they said while he was committed, he was like, like nothing ever really happened. He had a couple of jobs he kind of kept to himself and was rather uneventful. One um, article I read said that he kind of had a tendency to, like, stare at some of the women workers and 
some women felt uncomfortable around him. But yeah, so that was like rapid fire Ed Gein. <laughs> terrible. Hate it. Don't like it. Um, Very there's been terrible. tons of books about him. I was going to ask, Psycho. is Psycho? Yeah, I was going to just say, is Psycho yep. based off of him? Because that's Psycho kind of the same based thing. Off him. Not the same thing at all. I mean, he just dressed up in his mother's clothes. Yes, that's make- where it came from, though. The whole idea of the infatuation with the mother and wearing his clothes and doing all that came from Ed Gein. So yeah, there's been tons and tons and tons of scary movies and all sorts of things that He's have taken inspiration from his story. Alfred Hitchcock. Um, yeah. In the history I've read about him, very, very strange. I mean, obviously a great director, producer, but I remember them talking about like the filming of the birds and stuff. Yeah. And they, like the main actress, they were literally throwing birds at a wall behind her. And she almost like got blinded because it freaked out. Jeepers. He just kind of told her to deal with it. He's like, I need your reaction to be authentic. <laughs> Who cares if you go blind? Ooh, there's another thing I'm going to cover. Uh, the movie The Candyman. And apparently, I don't know if this is true or not. It was just like a snippet. Um, there's a scene where he has like bees on his face. Mm-hmm. And apparently he got like $1,000 for each sting he got. Oh, no. Like, ah, you got stung. No big deal. We'll give you money. But imagine if you're being staged and you're just like, ka-ching, ka-ching, ka-ching. Yeah, and you're just like, money! <laughs> Except for I'm allergic, I think, so I would have a very bad time. You're allergic to bees? Yeah. Well, I don't, okay, I don't, I don't know, but I am allergic to deer flies. My mom's allergic to deer flies. I got bit in the thigh, like my inner thigh, by a deer fly once, and it swelled up, like, to the size of a soccer ball. And it I can't remember you telling me that real bad, and I was like ready to cry. It's so bad, and I went to the doctor, and I was like, "Do I need like an EpiPen or something? Like, this is probably not a normal reaction." She's like, "Oh yeah, you're probably allergic." And she was like, "But you should be fine to get stung a couple more times before you need an EpiPen." She's like, "If you ever start seeing in black and white, though, you need to go to the ER." I was like, "What did you just say to me?" She's like, "Yeah, how about you just give me the EpiPen before we get to the stage?" My mom was like, "I have an EpiPen. It's fine." I was like, "Great, we'll just share. Cool." <laughs> Which but is I did get really stung. bad from where we come from because I get bit like multiple times a year. Dude, they are everywhere. My mom got bit like on the top of her eye, like her brow bone, her eye, her whole eye swelled shut. <laughs> oh no! Like I should laugh, but it was the funniest thing I've ever seen in my life. It's like those but dogs my... that get like the huge snoots because yes. they got stung by a bee. Poor babies. But my biological dad is allergic to bees, like deadly allergic, and uh. A couple summers back, me and Lane went up to my parents' house, and we were riding the four-wheeler, and I got, like, we hit a bee or something as we were riding, and it stung me in the neck, and my whole neck, like, swelled up, and I had a big welt. I mean, I think people get welts anyways, but I think it was probably larger than normal, Um, so I just avoid them, because I just assume that I am allergic. No, that's really bad for deer, like, deer flies, like, where we're from. Oh, it was terrible. Because I, like... We have a lot, we have a huge amount, like, huge yard, so we have a uh, riding lawnmower, and those things just yeah. swarm me the entire time they I'm They do. It. Yeah. It's terrible. Like, you can't go outside sometimes, because it's just like you're going to get eaten by deer flies, and they hurt. They do hurt. <gasps> but at least I don't swell up. It's just like, ow, you jerk. Yeah. <laughs> it was a really, really bad time. Or, like, freaking gnats. Those things yeah. are great. Because those don't hurt, but then you, like, touch your face or something, and you're just bleeding. You're yeah. Like, and you're why like, am what? I bleeding? Oh, great. Gnats. Yeah. It's bad. We come from a wonderful um, land, clearly. We do. We live in the country, in the middle of the Midwest, and it's just bugs everywhere. There's tons of bugs. 
So that was a quick transition out of Ed, but uh, sorry about that. Um, yep, I. I think I, I was, was trying to transition. Yeah. Out of Ed. I don't think I wanted to process what I heard. I just blazed through that really fast, but he's very, yeah, yeah, yep. Mm-hmm. So that's why he's notorious. Yeah. Also, probably Psycho. Psycho probably put that very much. Yeah. Out there. I think a lot of the movies that are like the infatuation with a mother idolization type situation, a lot of that is just coming from Ed Gein. So, yep. Dunzo with that one. Glad well, I'm going to make first. another beverage. Then we can come back to. I think I might make a Moscow mule. How do you make a Moscow mule? Have you ever. Yes. Got a house cat and then they accidentally give you a saber tooth? No. Who's saber tooth then? Pixel. I always tell him he's a saber tooth. Because <laughs> he's vicious, boy. He's vicious. I'm like, how did they accidentally give me a saber tooth instead of a house cat? Okay, look at. Okay, so we just got new beverages. Look at how cute mine is now. It's a Moscow! I love and those I have cups. a copper cup and everything. And a copper and straw. And a copper straw. And I had a copper stir stick. Aren't you just flexing? So mine's a little bit less uh, horrifying. Some of them are still yeah, sad, though, but are interesting. So these are urban legends. <gasps> oh my god, I remember one thing. I'm sorry. I just oh, no, you go ahead. Really I thought of you the other day because... Uh-oh. If you no, say I was I... playing basketball and I threw it in the air, I'm going to punch you in the face. <laughs> no, but you, you brought that up. I didn't even bring that up. That did not even come from me. Oh my god, I have two things. Wow, do you remember in the beginning when I was like, I have updates, I don't remember. Now I remember. God, they're all coming to me now. Hold on. Okay. The first one is, do you know what the past tense of yeet is? Yeeted. No, it's yoat. Yoat. <laughs> That's your first update. <laughs> yoat. First of all, on the important information list, yoat. <laughs> because, um, what was it? I was, I don't remember if I was Skyping. What was happening? But remember the episode where I was like, I'm going to say yeet as many times as I can. And then we got someone who said something about, um, they say it all the time. Now. We say yeet because of us. And for some reason, something happened. And, uh, <laughs> I think someone said yoat or something. I was like, what does that even mean? Or I said yeeted and then they said yoat. And I looked it up and on urban dictionary, it says to hit that yeet in the past tense. <laughs> oh my gosh. Yoat. And I laughed so hard. Okay. Anyway. So I yote that ball straight up in the air. Yeah. Remember, <laughs> I was like, he, they, they yeeted it. They yote it, Hannah. Yote. They yote it. Obviously, I was just in an uncultured swine. Um, but then Emily sent us a thing, and she was like, "You guys really need to cover this in your podcast. It's a book. Oh, I'm gosh. gonna read an excerpt from Goodreads. It's called The Haunted Vagina. Oh no. <laughs> Is this like teeth? But I don't ghosts. know what Teeth was, but you never seen the movie Teeth? No, it's literally a movie about a lady who has teeth in her hooch. Oh, yeah, and she I'm will. Gonna, okay, she attacks. She attacks the men with it, but I feel like. Oh my! I don't, I've never watched the movie. Okay, I'm just gonna read this to you. Okay, this is the excerpt from Goodreads. Okay, Emily, this is for you. She told us I have to read it. I have to tell you. I have to share share the knowledge what I read. Yes. Okay. It says. It's difficult to love a woman whose vagina is the gateway to the world of the dead. Steve is madly in love with his eccentric girlfriend, Stacy. Unfortunately, their sex life has been suffering as of late because Steve is worried about the odd noises that have been coming from Stacy's pubic region. She says that her vagina is haunted. She doesn't think <laughs> it's, it's like that like, big of a deal. <laughs> knock, knock, knock. 
Because you might want to get that checked out. That's not normal. So, so she doesn't think it's that big of a deal. Steve, on the other hand, completely disagrees. <clears throat> okay, are you ready? Are you ready? You know, I don't think you so. Coming. When a living corpse climbs out of her during an awkward night of sex, Stacy learns that her vagina is actually a doorway to another world. She persuades... <laughs> Does he climb through? <laughs> what is happening? She persuades Steve to climb inside of her to explore this strange new place. But once inside, Steve finds it's difficult to return, especially once he meets an oddly attractive woman named Fig, who lives between the lonely haunt or who lives within the lonely haunted world between the Stacy's legs. Um, I'm listen. I think I need that book. I just say, so I'm gonna I- download it right now. I'm gonna go buy the ebook and I'm gonna have someone read it out loud to me. I hope there's an audible. I hope so too. That I can just listen to someone say that straight faced. Please listen, say I don't know how faced. she found this, but Emily, I need you to explain yourself. What, what kind what? of books are you reading that this gets recommended? <laughs> Girl. What books were you searching on Goodreads to find the haunted vagina? Was it a corpse that came over? What? Was it a corpse? It says, explain this to me. It says, a living corpse. A living crawled corpse. Crawled out of her vagine. So I'm guessing a zombie. Sex. And you're going to tell me she was just okay with this? Well, I mean, what are you going to do? How are you going to stop it? Okay, here's the thing. From what I understand, childbirth is very painful. And that's a 5 to 12 pound baby, and up 10 is bad time, An entire zombie just comes out of you, and you're like, this is fine. Actually, boyfriend, can you go check that out for me? Can Put you on your little splunking headlight on your head. Yeah, don't forget your headlamp and your pickaxe. Or do you want, like, the, what are they called? Could you just go up and sage that for me, please? Anyway, Emily, I need you to explain to me how you found this situation. But also, I honestly want to read it. Do you know how many stars it had on Goodreads? How many? I mean, it's a fresh concept. (laughs) 3.49 stars out of 5. Out of 2,049 ratings. There's 487 reviews. Can you get it on, like, Amazon? I'm looking at the reviews. One's just... It's a no from me, dog. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my gosh. This is hilarious. Who thinks it's supposed to be funny? It has to be comical at least a bit, right? This guy, so one of the reviews is like, this is the weirdest book I've ever read. Some dude finds out his girlfriend's vagina is a doorway to another world. Yep, another world. So of course, he crawls inside her. And explores the world and meets a girl with horns and falls in love with her after he is forced to remain in the bizarro world when his girlfriend in the real world gets pregnant, trapping him there. Apparently, the bizarro world is transferred from a mother to child. He wouldn't be able to get out until the child reaches maturity, and by then, his body won't be able to live anywhere else. What? You see, after you're stuck in that world long enough, your skeleton detaches itself through a hole in your back and you turn into a sort of putty person with no This is a roller coaster I can't handle. Wow, I wasn't ready for that. Well, Listen. I think I need to read this for sure now. So apparently the like genre or something There's a genre for this return is bizarro books, like bizarre, bizarro. Oh, that, that might be a new favorite genre. I might start just reading need, only bizarro books. I need to go look at I need to read this book. 
Let's read it together. We could have a book review one of these podcasts. This may be our next podcast. We could have a bizarro books. Yeah, bizarro books with Trish and Hannah. We could. I just say I think that sounds great. I think it does too. Wow. Stacy, girl, you need Who like an exercise. It's to such a heartwarming love story. Wow, it's funny and beautifully written. Okay, I'm listening. I'm gonna buy it. I'm gonna buy it. It said it's only a hundred pages long. I just feel like it's gonna be a wild roller. I wouldn't mind doing time. honestly once a month book reviews. We could do that. Should we do that? That's it. Once a month special Bizarro books. We're gonna review Barbara's Bizarro books. Well, that was anyway. unexpected. <clears throat> yeah, I had to share my that. Topics. Somehow I had to remember to do that, and I didn't think I would, and then it just hit me like a freaking freight train. So okay, that I needed to share. How that far we've come from Ed Gein? <sighs> yes, it's been a wild. I don't know. I'm Podcast. Sorry. I don't have anything else to say, guys. Except for this is who we are. We're on episode forty. Okay. If you haven't realized, we got almost two be. days worth of episodes. Yeah, true. Let's listen to it straight for two listen. days. We go from A to B to 47 to green really fast. Yeah, keep true. up. This is okay, true. Okay, I'm ready. Go. So we are doing urban legends, kind of, but like they turned out to be true or there's some truth last to them. Last time we did this, we turned into Tessie and it was a whole thing. We're not going that far. But we are Let's talking about vampires. Them. Ooh, vampires. First one is a <gasps> vampire. Oh. Is there a Moscow mule on your floor right now? Is there? <laughs> I think there is. I think there is. <laughs> No, I it's just in see my her lap. Face. Her face just like goes back into her body, like she's just like no, <laughs> like a turtle, like a turtle. And all I hear is psh. <laughs> <laughs> oh no 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 no! It's in my lap. It's not on the floor. It's fine. Did you pee I yourself? Go, I need to get a towel, quick. All right, we are. Finally, gonna get into Trish's topic. I'm drinking a whiskey diet, by the way. Oh, yeah, I forgot to ask. <laughs> no one asked me, they just assume. I mean, at this point, is it wrong? Is it wrong no. to assume it's either that or like a white claw? Origin. Do you have. Oh, never mind. What are you gonna ask? I was gonna say, you can make a Moscow meal, but you probably don't just have ginger beer. <laughs> I do not. Yeah. I do have an IPA. Does that work? <laughs> no, no. No, no? All right. Anyway, getting into it. So I am talking about vampires first off. Mm-hmm. So we're going to talk about Mercy Brown. Okay. Have you heard of Mercy Brown before? Nope. She's like one of the people that are listed as like a vampire. They're just kind of like an urban legend. So this happened in Exit, Rhode Island. She was the daughter of Mary and George Brown. And then she was the sister to another Mary and edwin brown okay died in january 19th of 1892 it's quite a bit ago Mm -hmm. after her sister and mother had already passed away in 1883 and their death was caused by what they called the time consumption which is tuberculosis tuberculosis yep okay and they didn't uh, in 1800s they didn't really have a good idea of what caused tuberculosis Uh uh-huh and her brother ended up getting it too his name was edwin Okay. And he was trying to find a cure. He, I think he went out to Colorado for a bit, tried like some healing springs and stuff, wasn't working, came back home, was still trying to find a cure. And people in the town were like, well, maybe it's caused by, you know, someone who's died but isn't dead and they're taking like your life energy. 
was the thought. So they decided to dig up I mean, his if mother. I had tuberculosis and they gave you tuberculosis, then maybe you're. That's not how we process <laughs> these things. Okay. <laughs> so they dug up his mother and his sister. Hi, okay. And they had died quite a bit earlier, so all that they found was bones in their coffins, right? And they're like, which is to be expected. They dug up Mercy, who had only died, well, dug up. Some say she was in a crypt, some say she had been buried. It varies. But they took out her Located body. her body. And they found her to have color in her cheeks. And there was oh. blood in her veins and her heart. And she had died eight weeks previously. And so the, she didn't look dead enough. The doctor was like, hey, this is normal for a body that's, you know, eight weeks old. Yeah. And they were like, no, it's not normal. <laughs> I simply deny what you say, doctor. <laughs> so they removed her heart and her lungs, oh, no. thinking she was like a vampire or a living dead creature that was causing his health to fail. And they burnt them. Okay. They cremated her lungs and heart, and then they put it in water, and he drank it gross as a cure for his illness did it work no he passed away two months later weird but she's considered one of the vampire based in reality type stories because she was at eight weeks still looking like she was so alive nice rosy like she just went on a brisk walk Right. And then, I mean, back yeah. in the days, they'd say people were vampires because their nails were still growing or, like, their hair was growing. Have you ever heard that? Oh, really? Yeah, yeah. but it was usually caused by dehydration, so the skin pulls away. Sure. But back then, they were like, they're still growing hair and fingernails. This is a vampire. I've been like, listen, if I'm a vampire, the last thing I'm going to do is lay here and grow some hair. I'm going to get on out of here, and I'm going to fucking leave, okay? They have to like, come back to their grave, obviously. Jeez. Well, no and then uh did you ever hear this is one of those things that always freaks me out i remember hearing about it when i was a kid that they used to have bells in coffins because back in like back in the old times people would be buried and they may not be like nowadays if they bury you you're definitely dead if you're alive you'd ring the bell because they buried you but you were still alive isn't that terrifying to think imagine waking up in a coffin hyperventilate and then i'd be dead i mean nowadays that wouldn't happen because they're gonna put so much stuff in you to preserve you that you will be dead by the time whether or not you were you will be dead about that though i'm like what if they're going to like cremate someone and the person's not dead and they like put them in the oven they're like still alive but i mean that's not obviously a thing that could happen anymore but like back in the day it probably could have sometimes i wonder what i'm like they're just in a like what if they were in a coma and they didn't know they'd have no way to know they'd be like i mean i guess if they have a pulse but, but it's probably so like slow and low that you yeah feel sometimes it. i mean you didn't have like, machines so you'd have to like right, feel you'd have to feel it what if they just didn't feel it what if they just i don't know that's what you got just... bells but imagine being like a grave worker you, yeah hearing the bell imagine like, if all the bells went off at once and you're a grave worker i'd be like i don't get paid enough for this i'm leaving that's a scary story <laughs> in the making just yeah, ding really. ding ding everywhere <laughs> i don't get paid for this i'm leaving goodbye so that was Mercy Brown. She's kind of a urban legend, but also, you know, people think she's one of the Ooh. most recent vampire cases. And then Ooh. we're going to go on to Elmer McCurdy. No. Edward Cullen is one of the most recent vampire he is. cases. Thank you. Also, I've been seeing, I don't know if any of you guys are on TikTok, 
There's TikTok trends where people are like recreating Twilight scenes, Ooh. and they are so funny. Like remember the <laughs> fan one in the movie where like her sight gets blown into his face, and he's like, yeah, and he's like, <gasps> my one that people keep doing is when he like breaks off the tree branch, and he's like, as if you could fight me off, <laughs> as if you could, like, as if you could outrun me. That's really. And funny. then the person just like runs through. <laughs> Like get the woods and they're like, <laughs> and then they like break up a branch and throw it as if you could fight me <laughs> with the stick. Oh my god! I remember so watching funny. like the YouTube videos back in the day that were making fun of that because that was freaking funny even back then. Even so back then good. we knew it was stupid. I wish that movie it laughed hysterically. Okay, so we're gonna go on, on to, to the, the next, next one, and we are on Elmer McCurdy. Fud. No, no fud. So this guy was kind of like, I don't know how you'd say it, like an outlaw, criminal type. He tried like robbing different places. That's how how he led his life. Anyways, in 1911, he tried to rob a train. And he was shot between Oklahoma and Kansas by the sheriff and his group of people. And he died. Okay. So he got to the funeral parlor. funeral parlor and no one claimed his body which is pretty expected because he kind of lived by himself sure Sure. and from my understanding he wasn't a great criminal but you know he did his best tried his best he tried his best (laughs) he was trying really hard to rob that train okay he was trying he just wasn't great at it Um, not succeed so the funeral parlor in the time 1911 decided that they would preserve his body and stick it kind of like in a corner for people to come see if they pay. Why? I don't. Morbid curiosity? The way Just to see a body? Just to yeah. be like, here's what it look. Here's what it looked like. Imagine if you're going in to have your family, like, buried and stuff. <laughs> um, literally, imagine your family member just dies. You're like, gotta go pick out a headstone or a coffin or talk about cremation. And you're like, what is that? That's just yeah. Elmer McCurdy over here in the corner. It gets it's worse, though. Body. And you're like... Read the room. No, sir. Yeah. <laughs> no. Okay, sorry. Uh, he would actually have people pay to come see it. It was a what nickel. Five cents. <gasps> oh, my God. And they would put it in his mouth. The body's mouth. Is that mouth. guy's mouth? Yeah. yeah. How? they? And then they, they later had... retrieved it somehow. They just went in into his mouth and they were like, give me my nickel. Yeah, you just paid your nickel to see him by putting it in his mouth. Gross. That is grotesque. I don't like that. So like that eventually at he... At some point, wouldn't his like, bones and stuff get so brittle, it would like... Apparently, no. he was preserved super, super well. Oh my god. Y'all nasty. Either way, it was like a super good preserver. Probably really toxic, but that's <laughs> what they used. And eventually, two men came in saying they were his brother, and they wanted to claim him. Okay. It was not his brother's. Uh-oh. And they ended up using him. They were like part of a traveling show and they'd use him as a sideshow at their show because they heard about how much money he was making at the parlor. They're like, we want that body so we can make money off of that body? Basically. Oh, that's sad. So fast forward into the future of him traveling around, getting passed around to different sideshows and carnivals and haunted houses throughout the years. And we come to 1976. I'm sorry, when did this first happen? 1911. That's when he died? Yep. 
His body was kept for 60 years. Yes, traveling around. And he kind of like getting more dehydrated and more preserved looking mummy-like. Yeah. So in 1976, they were filming The Six Million Dollar Man, which is, I guess, I think it was a TV show. Either way, they went to the Long Beach, California Funhouse. There's a funhouse in Long Beach, California, and that's where they were filming it at. They went to move a prop. And what was that a prop, was it? The arm broke off. And And they were like, oh, we broke this prop. And then they looked at it, and there was bone, like human bone and muscle, and they're like, what? So he had been going from carnivals, haunted houses, shows for 50 years. Oh my God. And eventually it just kind of got forgotten that he even was a person. It's a prop. It's whatever. Oh my gosh. So this guy traveled for 60 years thinking it was that he was a mannequin eventually. So at that point, they put him to rest in a cemetery in Guthrie, Oklahoma. But yeah, that guy traveled for 60 years. And that's where, like, the urban legend of, you know, going into, a like, a haunted house and there actually being a body. Well, He's there right. was. There was once. Oh, no. How did it stay so intact? I don't know how mummification or anything works, but in my brain, I'm always just like... Stayed intact till someone moved it and busted an arm off. Oh, my Lanta. That's terrible. So that was... Don't use people's uh, dead um... bodies to make money. That's wild back in the day people just didn't care i don't think yeah so that was elmer mccurdy now we're gonna go on to charlie no face this is in pittsburgh pennsylvania so here's this one's kind of this one's sad this one makes me sad but there was a urban legend that there was a murderous man who didn't have a face or was horribly disfigured and he would walk mm-hmm. the streets in Pennsylvania at night looking for his victims. And, like, if he got too close to your car, he could even stall your car. And then you would have to spend the rest of your days with him, which would be short-lived. Sure. Is what they said. Uh, so it was kind of a true story because there was a man named Raymond Robinson. Yeah. And when he was a kid, he touched a electrical live wire. Oh, no. And got in, like, a really bad accident. <gasps> oh, so no. his face was like, very disfigured from the accident. And he would, Aww. you know, take nighttime walks to, you know, avoid getting attention. Avoid people? Yeah. Uh, so that's where that urban legend came from. Apparently he was a super nice go- dude. He was just kind of reclusive and didn't want to go out sure. during the day. Poor guy. There was on one article I read in Reader's Digest said that he would, like, take pictures with teens and stuff in exchange for cigarettes. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. So he was just a dude who was living his life. And some said he was, like, radioactive. Oh. And that his face, like, glowed. And it was probably based on the fact that a lot of time he'd have to put, like, Vaseline or some kind of oil on his face to... Sure. Because he was injured. Right. So. Yeah. Just a dude living his life that got turned into an urban legend. Oh, that's sad. That one made me sad. That is sad. Poor guy. And this is my last one. This is The Candyman. So that was a movie... And in the movie, there's a guy who was murdered. A black man was murdered for having a relationship with a white woman or an alleged relationship. I actually okay. really want to go watch this movie because it's one of the best like slasher horror films. Oh, I haven't seen it before. But in the movie, the woman like goes up and says his name in a mirror, kind of Bloody Mary style. Yeah. So he comes through the, the mirror and tries to, he has like a hook for a hand and tries to kill her. Yeah. So that actually came from a real life story. Oh no. 
about Ruthie Mae McCoy, and this was in 1987. So she was a woman, and she that had... That was not that long ago. No. She had some mental health issues, and she called the police to tell them someone was trying to, like, attack her through the medicine cabinet, like, the mirrored medicine cabinet in her apartment. Okay. And they were like, what? She's like, yeah, they broke out the medicine cabinet, and they're trying to crawl into my apartment right now. And then I went off her, and was, like, super, didn't know what was going on, thought maybe she was just not Having well. Having a breakdown or something? Yeah, not well. And then also another person in the apartment reported a gunshot that they heard. Mm. So the police got there, and they didn't want to get sued, so they didn't bust down her door. Yeah. And eventually, two days later, someone who worked at the apartment drilled out the lock, opened the door, and they found her Oh no! dead on the floor, and she had been shot. <gasps> the heck? So... What happened is that in these apartments, there's a space between the walls that contractors and uh, workers can go through and check pipes and wiring. Yeah. So I think these people went into the adjacent apartment, cut through the wall, and then they were in that space. So then you could just push the medicine cabinet out and you have access Gross. to people's apartments. And apparently a lot of burglary, burger, robberies, what's up with that? Robberies <laughs> happened that way because they would just go in between the walls and push out the medicine cabinets and you have like direct access. I hate that. Yeah. And in this instance, someone actually got murdered because they pushed out the medicine cabinet to get into her apartment. Isn't that terrifying? That is terrifying. I lived in apartments for so long. Me too. Imagine if, like, you just could just pull out your medicine cabinet and look behind it and, like, go access other people's... Imagine... The only thing that makes me feel 2% better is, like, my last most recent apartment, my bathroom wall with the medicine cabinet on was like adjacent to one of my bedroom walls so there wouldn't have been anything there but like you know how often i go into my medicine cabinet i feel like someone could like cut a hole and just like peek through the door if they wanted to you just open your medicine cabinet and someone's face is there i would vomit i I would scream i would probably just run i would probably punch it just punch the (laughs) eye (laughs) no i'd be like oh my god i'd probably just close the door and sprint I'm one of those people that, like, when I'm scared, my reaction is, like, to hit things. Like, if it comes at me, I, like, I swat at stuff. So I feel like I'd open it. I'd be like, ah! I think my reaction when I get freaked out is just faint. Just pass out or puke. That's super gross. I don't like that at all. So that was also based in a real-life story of a very bad way to build apartments, in my opinion. Yes. Same. Oh, my. Nope. Mm -mm. Nope. Hate that. So here, my, uh... Sources are rd.com, which is Reader's Digest, Insider, Insider, Title Max, Mental Floss, All That's Interesting, History, Ripley's, and Atlas Obscura. All That's Interesting. Please hire me. I want to work for you. Can I please work for you? Like, I feel like you are just you the best. You have so much interesting information. She does. And there's a couple other ones I want to cover, but I feel like they could fill an entire slot, so I didn't cover them this time. Oh. Do two next time. Do two? Yeah. Well, the one I want to cover, I feel like it's one in, in and of itself. That's so, awesome. pretty excited about that. I got a topic for next week. Sick, I don't. Find something. I'll find something. Uh, so, questions. What do you got for questions? God, it's been so long. I forgot this is the thing. What's your favorite traditional Thanksgiving meal food? Oh, it's got to be mashed potatoes. I love mashed potatoes. Just a good I do too. mashed potato or like biscuits anything carby because i don't eat turkey so right. anything with carbs that is on the table honestly, I'm gonna turkey eat. Is, i, don't I like ham. turkey 
I like turkey, but I think I'd rather eat ham. I wouldn't. See, I like really well, like. It depends on the. It, de- it just depends on my mood. I my favorite thing to do with turkey is like leftover turkey sandwiches. Oh, That's really good too. So good. My um, mm. like meat. When I had meat, like my meat preferences are always like drier and less fatty. So like I loved venison and turkey and like that. Sure. Except for corned beef. Corned beef is like an outlier. I just love corned beef. Corned beef is good. I don't know what mine is. I really like taking like a dinner roll, putting butter on it, putting mashed potatoes and gravy in the dinner roll and eating it. See, are you one of those people that when you eat Thanksgiving food, you have to keep it all separate? I mix all mine together. I like to mix my potatoes and my gravy and my corn. Oh, yum. I don't purposely mix mine together, but like if I make my own gravy, I will dip like my roll and stuff in it. I I do that too, but I almost always mix my corn in with my potatoes. It's so freaking good. Mm. Yeah, the only thing I don't like mixing with anything else is cranberries. Well, that's because it would be terrible. It is. Like, you don't want cranberries. <laughs> cranberries really has to be by itself. Do you get, yeah. when you have, like, Thanksgiving dinner, do you have the canned cranberries or do you have the actual cranberries? No, we always just did the can. We and have you can see, like, the ridges yeah, of the can, can in it because you just go, you shake the can and it just <laughs> comes out in one chunk. <laughs> we had that for, like, a ton of years and now my mom started doing real cranberries. I don't think I've ever had real cranberries. They're sauce. good. I it's believe good. it. But I also like the can, just because I do, too. It's nostalgia <laughs> at this point. And my mom would, like, kind of, like, smash it up so you can I don't even tell know it came from the can. If there's, like, if, if I can even have the can, because we didn't even smash it up. We just had the bridges in it, and you cut it off. Well, we usually did, but if my mom was trying to be fancy, usually she'd just plop the thing, and you just take your little slice off. Right, that's what we would do. If she was trying to be fancy, she would kind of like pre-slice it, but I don't know if I can have the can anymore because it's kind of like Jello. So I wonder if it has gelatin in it. I've never looked into it. Oh, that's a good question. I don't know because there's a way there's, it jiggles and it wiggles, so it it looks very Jello gelatin-y. to me. Yeah, that's a good point. That's my question. Your turn. Okay, hold on. Let me think of something. That was my catch up because we missed the week of that holiday we did like apple pie or pumpkin pie better oh pumpkin pie i made pumpkin pie for the first time i know i made apple pie how'd it go it was really good actually i'm not super great at cooking or baking so i was pretty impressed i thought it was gonna go terrible i bought frozen pre-made crusts so really all i had to do was slice up the apples make the filling and i was still super stressed out but it was actually really good yeah my crust was just the pillsbury frozen crust so was mine yeah that i just put in the thing but um what was it that I didn't have? Just you told me you didn't cloves. have allspice or cloves, so you used allspice. So I used allspice, and I was like, yeah. is this going to be horrible? I hope it's not mm-hmm. horrible, but apparently. I mean, I, I thought it tasted both. good. I like both. Lane's dad made a pumpkin pie, and he gave like us a whole freaking pie. Oh, it was so good. I just don't, like, but- I eat it for the holiday because I'm like, yeah, pie, I have to have it. And then I never touch it. Me neither. So I think warm apple pie though with good vanilla ice cream when it gets kind of like melty. So that's good. really good. So good. And since we're distancing, I was like, well, I don't want to waste all this pie. Like I had a slice. Josh had a couple. Right. So I gave some. What we did was we put some on the porch for my friend, and he came and picked yeah. it up. Like we put it outside the door because we can't like hang out. Come and I was like, it. here's some pumpkin pie if you want it. So yep. I got rid of my pie that way. Um, <clears throat> do you have a favorite pie? I think mine's apple. I love apple pie. I oh, love cherry. apple anything. See, and I don't even, I don't really like cherry. You're wrong. I mean, I don't hate it. It's just like, I would never pick it over apple or pumpkin. I don't know what. Um, I also really like pecan pie. 
Oh, so do I. It gets like caramely and freaking delicious. My grandma always used to make me because no one else ever wanted it except for me. So she'd make like these little self-serve little ones. Yeah, little baby ones for Yum. me. Yum. I love pecan pie. Me too. And then, do you um, say pecan? Pecan or do you say pecan? I say pecan. So do I. I don't know what the proper way to say it is, but I say me pecan. Either. I don't I say pecan. <laughs> I had a random craving for blueberry pie the other day. I don't think I've ever had blueberry pie. I've had like a blueberry turnover type situation i've never had blueberry pie i don't think my mom usually goes pick and picks during the summer she didn't this mm-hmm. year but and then she'll make pies from it it's real good sure i love blueberries but then also it depends on if she has enough blueberries left after i go like fistfulling it out of you the bin shovel them into your face they're I, so good i very distinctly remember my grandma on my biological dad's side i was probably like five because she died when i was really really young we went blueberry picking one time. I very distinctly remember, and she just yelled at me because she was just like not picking them. I was a kid. I was tiny. I was just like nah, 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 nah. blueberries, blueberries. Oh, I was like these are so good. The oh, time I remember blueberry picking when I was really young, I remember we saw a mouse and it was terrifying. We all screamed and we ran, and that's what I remember from it. That's the one distinct memory. Yep. Yep. Because mice are terrifying. I disagree. I think they're cute as hell. Small snickers. I love little mice. Hannah had a rat called oh, Snickers. He was so cute. I did. She, she was, was the sweetest thing. She'd sleep on my chest and she'd lick my cheek and she'd nap with me. And you were oh allergic? I was allergic. It was a bad time. But you loved her. I'm more allergic now, though, because back then the only thing that would happen with, like, her little claws where her little claws would touch me. Like, if she'd sit on my hand, you know, you get, like, teeny tiny little scratches. They'd yeah. get, like, all puffy and itchy, so my hands were always really puffy and itchy. But my nephew, a couple years ago, I got him a rat for Christmas because I was like, haha, fun pets. And I held it, and my eyes almost swelled shut. <laughs> and I was like, oh, no. <clears throat> uh, and see, like, I have cats, and I love cats, but I am still, like, slightly allergic to them. So yeah. I'll be, like, holding them and petting them if I touch my eyes. It's like, uh, it itchy? Yeah, it gets really itchy. I'm glad I don't have that, but rats, flies, yep. Bad time. It's a bad time. But that's, like, but- the... Or, like, even dogs. That'll happen to me. I'll get really itchy. Just and... pet dander mm-hmm. in general, And probably. then the only problem, the only time I've had a really bad time is one time I slept on a bed that the dog usually slept on. Um... And I woke up the next day and I was like, <laughs> <laughs> I can't, <laughs> like breathe. can't breathe. My oh, eyes no. itch. Everything's itch. <laughs> oh, no. Uh, do you, let's see. I'm trying to think of a Christmas one since we're coming into Christmas. Oh, is, oh what's your favorite Christmas December. movie? Um... I really like The Grinch, the original, with Jim Carrey. That that's one's a good. fun one. And I also like Nightmare Before Christmas. That's It's like Halloween yeah. slash Christmas, but I really enjoy that one. Um, oh, I just, what's the one? Oh, my gosh. So this is like a, it reminds me of when I was younger. It's like, oh, my gosh. There's like a brother and a sister, and they have like a machine where they can control the weather. Um, I think I remember that. That sounds and they make familiar. it really super snowy. Oh, I have to. And like the girl, she has like wavy, like crimpy brown hair. Oh, I need to Google it. What the heck? I don't know why I just thought of that. I can't. Christmas can't. movie. They can control. Was it like a Disney movie? Yes, it was a Disney movie. I think I remember seeing it on Disney when I was younger. Oh, what the heck? Yeah, it's got this girl in it. The ultimate Christmas present. Is that what it's called? Oh, I think that is what it's called because they got like a that super is snow what day. It's called. Yeah, yeah, I remember. Yeah, and they'd like dial it up. I don't know why I just thought of that, but I really liked that movie when I was younger. But right now, 
like adult age. I really like The Grinch and I really like Nightmare Before Christmas. So I really like <gasps> Nightmare Before Christmas. Oh. Prancer. Oh I never watched God. Prancer, I don't think. That movie was like my favorite growing up. So good. Is that just like about a deer? A reindeer? A reindeer. Prancer. It's a little girl and like she lives with her dad and he's kind of like rough and tough and like her mom died when she was really little and they're like driving in town and there's like the string of reindeers and one falls and it's prancer and then they're driving home and they find a reindeer and it's prancer and her dad's gonna shoot it and she's like no and then it runs off and then it comes up to their barn somehow and she finds it and then she's raising and healing prancer and her dad gets wicked pissed and it's this whole thing but it's so good that sounds like a movie I'd be really sad about. I'd be like, leave Prancer alone, you mean man. Truly, she says that. She's crying and hugging him. She's like, leave Prancer alone. That reminds me of, like, the yearling in that mo- that book. Made me so sad. Prancer lives, though, I'm pretty sure. But I like that one, too, growing up. Um, yeah, I like Nightmare Before Christmas. And then I also like... Okay, I cannot find this movie. I've had, like, a, I've looked for it a couple times. Maybe it's on Amazon now. But it was called Babes in Toyland. And it had Drew Barrymore and Keanu Reeves. And I think Drew Barrymore is the main chick in it. And she's like really little. And they're driving back from a store. And she's on a sled. And this is like we had it on VHS. I watched it a ton. And she crashes into a tree. And she ends up in like in Toyland. Oh. It's just this really weird movie. And I loved it as a kid. And I've been trying to find it. And I haven't found it recently. For some reason, that reminds me of Life Size with Tyra Banks. And that one. That was a good that? one, too. Yep. I watched oh, that one, so too. so good. I just love the part, for some reason, every time I think of it, is the part where she's eating the butter. Just the chunks oh, of butter. butter right? <laughs> yeah. Oh, my gosh. But you think I'd be able to right. find it, because it's Drew Barrymore and Keanu Reeves. Like, it's not, like, really? random people. But hmm. I have never heard much about it since I was a kid, and it's like, yeah. come on. That was great. And I remember there's, like, the one song in it. It's like... Sea ice in Cincinnati, the best place in Ohio, USA. (laughs) Embedded in my child brain. (laughs) I was going to say, you watched it a couple times. I did. I watched it a ton as a child. And then, oh, Harry Potter. I always watch Harry Potter around Christmas because they always have the Christmas scenes in them. They always marathon it. And Lane puts it on the TV and it's going over and over. Like, literally just weeks of Harry Potter. That's why I I will literally tell him, I'll be like, you are not allowed to watch this movie again because it'll be like the seventh. He doesn't watch it, though. He just, like, leaves it on. So it's just always playing. That's what I did on Thanksgiving. Holy Lord. I just left it I'm like, I've heard Ronald Weasley get yelled at. 47 times. Oh, the, what's it the, the howler, yeah, the howler. The howler, yes. So or funny. the... I'm, I mean, don't get me wrong. The spiders want me to tap dance. I don't want to tap dance. I don't want to tap dance. I like the movies, but I don't like them 47 times in a row. Okay? I can't blame you. But yeah, I hadn't seen them in forever, and I was like, oh, a marathon. I turned it on, and then I got on this big kick of reading the books, because, yeah. Anywho, I think, I think that it. about wraps it up. Thank you for coming back. To episode 40 after our little break. I hope you guys are all doing well, staying safe, staying healthy, having fun. Send us messages on Facebook and Instagram, or you can email, email us. If you have any fun books we could review, maybe we'll start doing that. That's yeah, we will. Once a month, going to be like that. I can read they a book. They need to be Bizarro books, because that was a trip. Uh, I think we're going to end up doing a Chuck Palahniuk book, for sure. Never heard of that, but it's uh, like Fight Club. Oh, uh, okay. But he has some very odd books on the side. Sure. 
But uh, leave us some reviews, some ratings, some comments, whatever you want. We're on Instagram. We're on Facebook. I already said that. Okay, cool. Uh, We'll see you next week. Thanks for listening. Bye, guys. Bye.